You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Anna Shergunina is here. I think all of us are taking a collective sigh of relief that the toughest year in recent history is almost behind us, right? It's the first week of January and everybody's thinking about how things are going to be different. Well, as we head into 2021, I think there's a lot of optimism, but we better understand what can we do better this coming year. And I think one of the best positions you can put yourself in is is to make sure that you actually are prepared financially, especially because this year, 2020, has been hard for a lot of people in terms of unemployment and all the economic devastation that it has. Although, when you look at the stock market and how the performance has been, it is sort of counterintuitive and counterproductive. So as we are starting 2021, I want to think about a couple of areas where all of us can just do a little bit of a cleanup. And so here are some of the things that you can take stock of right now because things haven't quite unfolded yet. So my number one suggestion would be to look at your emergency reserves. And I know this is the topic that a lot of you dread, but if 2020 has taught us anything, it's really to prepare for quite literally the worst possible situation and unemployment rates were as high as 14 almost 15 percent and if you were one of those 23 million people who lost their jobs i think you know that it's important to have an emergency reserves i like to call it a curveball account because emergency reserves has a little bit of a negative connotation but it's for those cases when a life throws you a curveball and uh, you have to deal with it my typical suggestion is uh, three to six months worth of living expenses. So for that, you need to take a look at what your fixed and variable costs are and start to build that up. If you were needing to use those funds last year, um, then you probably need to focus on rebuilding. Now, something that came up as a trend in my conversations with clients through throughout last year was that a lot of people were wondering if the three to six month sort of rule of thumb that's typical in, in our space is still a valid recommendation. And I, a lot of times we did agree with clients that maybe perhaps going to nine months of reserves and for some clients who are either freelancers or business owners or have projects that they're working on independently without a steady paycheck, really like the idea of beefing up their reserves to 12 months. So this is the topic that keeps on coming up and I don't think it's going going anywhere because there is just so much uncertainty. So this is a, one of the first simple steps you can create for yourself that, um, that peace of mind. 
I know if you're still working and finding the next employment, perhaps um, number two on my list would be an item for you to really dive in deeper. And that is to revisit your, your budget or your spending plan. I know that, uh, you know, 2020, with all the shutdowns that we've been going through and still are, um, even here in Northern California, we're still officially under shutdown and lots of businesses are closed. Um, our spending has not been the same. Um, and I think going into the beginning of this year, it's probably going to continue to trend just because um, the, the, the spread of the virus and the colder months um, activity, you know, of how things will change um, and the vaccine being slowly rolled out. So a lot of these external factors are still going to affect our spending history. So look back at 2020 and what um, what happened? How Were there any patterns? I know if you spent a lot of time at home, maybe perhaps you shifted areas where you put your money and um, and other areas where you actually didn't spend. So like gyms are still closed. I'm sure a lot of you have those on hold or completely canceled. Like Yuri and I canceled our membership a while ago and fully transitioned to exercising at home. So the idea is for you to see what's going on. It is such a, you don't have to count every penny. That's one thing that a lot of you would be thinking, oh my gosh, I got to sit down and look at all of these um, expenses. No, um, do, do think about using one of the aggregation apps, um, either mint.com or personal capital. They just, they're easy. They're, they keep track of your spending in the background, but do a general overview. If you use a credit card, you probably have a record of all your spending transactions for the last year. Actually, I'm about to pull mine and see what all um, it added up to be. So I think it's a good exercise. Start there. Not only you'll know what you've done and what's really trending for you, um, but also to go back to our suggestion number one, you're gonna start to see if perhaps some of the savings that are happening, you're not traveling, um, or many people haven't traveled as much. Maybe you can devote your um, access cash to rebuilding your emergency reserves. And finally, I think this is a topic worth mentioning, especially when there's still definitely uncertainty with unemployment and um, you know who knows how long these things are gonna last with the pandemic and for all of us to get back on our feet. I think we need to embrace multiple income streams. And so I know a lot of you have learned a lesson that perhaps um, having just one job isn't going to cut it anymore, especially in the 21st century, right, that we live in. And um, so I wanted to kind of bring this topic up because a lot of you have skills and experiences. Um, and so figuring out of how you can make extra money, there's tons of articles online that talk about creating side hustles. So is it is it all the way from you doing walking dogs or babysitting or doing some kind of freelance projects? Again, um, you know, from from the comfort of your home on on the weekends and the evenings and so forth. Um, I'm just I'm just asking you to think about this in terms of what can you do um, in your spare time. Uh, and if you're like me, it's like wow. Um, when do I have spare time? Because every minute of my day is accounted for not only for running a business but also. Um, having a two-year-old in my hand so but it's still always in the back of my head and and yeah you know sometimes I have to 
um, really think outside the box and, and create a rigid schedule for myself. For example, waking up at five o'clock in the morning and working for an hour, trying to think ideas and, and working on projects that I have, um, you know, in the back of my bur burner and I'm passionate about or staying up late at night because that's the only time I have. So I'm just putting this out there because I think going into uh, 2021 and just forward with the way things shaped up for all of us in, 20, in 2020 um, is really teaching us a lot of lessons. And so how do we become creative with our finances? How do we not rely on one income stream? And how do we think outside the box when it comes to, um, you know, feeling the confidence of this of, of this um, you know thing called money and being in charge of it. So that's what's on my mind today. I am excited to kick off this year. Let me know what you're doing differently. How are you thinking outside the box to get this year started? And remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, money boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.